Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul, and it's the 26th day of January. Thanks for joining me as we journey in a little deeper into Mark chapter 1. In fact, we should finish Mark chapter 1 in the next couple of days. We are at the moment where Jesus cleanses a leper, and what we've seen to this point in Mark 1 is at least three moments where Jesus relieves people of demonic possession or oppression, uh, some sort of influence, unclean spirit. These are the phrases that get used in the English. We do see he heals various diseases. We don't know really what those diseases might be in verse 34, uh, and, and that's also accompanying demons that he would not allow to speak when they come out of the person. But here we have an actual single individual with a discernible named problem. And that's a leper. And this is our first time, but not the last time, that we will see Jesus deal with these. There's almost been this feeling of progression as we've read Mark 1 of watching Jesus work. And now it's sort of a graduation to this, to the singular moment. Because when you when you say he healed of many people of various diseases, that's like that's a blanket statement. When you start to single people out. It sort of means, I think, it means that there was something special about the miracle, but it also starts to personalize Jesus. He's not, I, I compare it to this. It's like saying to people, God loves everyone. Most people will reply in the affirmative. Yes, you're right. God loves everyone. But when you try to take that from God loves everyone to God loves you, then we oftentimes start to put qualifiers on it. Yeah, he loves me when I. He loves me if I. He loves me, but he's not. See how we put qualifiers? When I, if I, but I. It's tough. We don't we don't have as much problem with blanket love. We have a problem with individual love. So there's this movement towards the individual in this progression of Jesus. This blanket healing, many people, many diseases... To the individual healing, there's a leper imploring him, kneeling down to him in verse 40 and saying, if you're willing, you can make me clean. We stopped here yesterday sort of with this man in a prostrate position before Jesus, begging for a healing. But I promised you that there's a trigger coming in the story, sort of a trigger to the anointing. And that's here in verse 41. Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing be cleansed. Compassion in this story serves as a sort of trigger to the miracle or trigger to the anointing. Jesus, who carries the the power to heal this man and carries it all of the time, and according to John's gospel, he's just actively listening to his father, trying to say what his father would say and do what his father would do. It would seem as you read the gospels, particularly as you read Mark, that Jesus is so often moved to do something by compassion. This is a very interesting thing that we should wrestle on. We are moved in the world oftentimes to do something out of guilt. We see a problem. We feel bad for the problem. We feel bad that we haven't really done anything to address the problem. We move out of guilt. We see a problem. We hear that other people are helping. 
We don't want to feel as if we don't care, be perceived as if we don't care. We don't want it to get out that we didn't do anything. Therefore, we do something. Now, we could make the counter argument that who cares why something is done as long as it's done. I get it. If you were, say you were raising money for a hospital bill, you don't care if the guy that gives gave because he felt guilty or he gave because he felt compassion. You're just glad he gave. I get that. But when we're talking about our own individual responses, again, it's okay when we look at it in the blanket, but when we look at it personally, it changes. And I want to know that I, re- that I move about my father's business moved by the same compassion on my father's children that my father has, rather than moving about doing my father's business out of a sense of debt, guilt, shame, obligation, fear. I've named some motivators, but not all. There are a lot of motivators for why we do what we do. There's a lot that can be said about how impressive Jesus is and why he's impressive, but there might not be anything more impressive to me than that Jesus operates from a place of compassion instead of a place of obligation or a place of guilt or a place of preemptive, sort of a preemptive strike. I'm going to do this so people don't say anything about me. I'm going to, you know, we participate in a lot of things that we don't really believe in because we don't want to be perceived as cold or heartless. Jesus at times comes across cold and heartless because he doesn't participate in things he doesn't believe in, because he doesn't weaken himself to say things he doesn't believe. When Mary and Martha invite him to their home in Bethany and Mary sits at his feet and Martha's cumbered about with much serving and comes in and says, tell my sister to help me. And Jesus doesn't tell her sister to help her. In fact, Jesus says she's chosen the most needful thing. And where I would no doubt try to appease Martha by going to help her clean the kitchen and prepare the food, Jesus doesn't, even though it makes him look bad. And so, again, this isn't to promote that we navigate the world just doing whatever we want. I don't think that's how Jesus is responding, but that we respond with compassion where compassion is needed. And I don't know that we're real good. I say we, I should say me. I don't know that I'm real good at spotting where compassion is needed. So I'm trying to lean on the side of compassion Uh, I would rather get home and the father say, son, you were too loving than to get home and the father say, son, why were you so hateful? Why were you so slow to love? Uh, I, I think you know which is most likely. As soon as he had spoken immediately, here's our word again, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed because Jesus does his work quickly. And then he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said, see that you say nothing to anyone but go your way. I want to. I want to work on those last two verses tomorrow, forty-five and I'm sorry, forty-four and forty-five, as we close Mark chapter one, uh, and we'll see you then. Have a great day. God bless.